Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Hey, sis, are you FaceTiming me from HomeSense again? Saving money? That's my jam. What do we think? Outdoor dining set or wicker lounge set? Since your signature dish is a margarita, go with lounge. Okay, I am so ready for this party. It's been too long. Wait, go back. Show me those pretty ceramic plates. They're melamine. Even you can't break them. Look, these cute cushions match is my shirt. Is that sh my shirt? Outfit your outdoors. Have it today at HomeSense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. I'm Stan Grubb. We're live from C2CRadioShow.com, from Spreaker.com, and of course, all points in between. You name it, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. I mean, we're just everywhere. We're everywhere. We're literally everywhere, Brian. Everywhere. Everywhere. Mm, Even though crazy. apparently the website is currently down. I will check into that in just a moment here. But thanks Yay. for listening to us here on uh, C2CRadioShow.com and Spreaker.com. Um, man, oh, man, of course, it's it's me. It's me. It's SMG. Hey, look at that. It actually worked. <laughs> My tag team partner, Brian Taylor, is here. What's up? And we'll be joined by Rob as soon as he is available Man, uh, hey, Brian, what would you say was the highlight of last week's wrestling? The highlight of last week's wrestling. I'll make it easier. Pick one or two. Pick one or two. That way it's not too too, too specific. Um, the highlight. Uh, or I guess what I enjoyed, right? So yeah, what you enjoyed may not be yours. Uh, I did like the Danielson Suzuki match. Yes, great match. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm tr I'm trying to rack my brain all the way back to. Um, I guess I would have been last week. I don't know, maybe Danielson Fish. I'm mm. sure I'm missing one. What's the common denominator like in that, Brian? Danielson. Yeah. You know. He's just like next level. Dude, first off, we knew Bobby Fish was good. 
We did. We knew he was mm-hmm. good. We didn't know he was that damn good. And it mm-hmm. takes a very special dance partner, as they say, to really pull it out. But damn, if Brian Danielson and Bobby Fish wasn't entertaining as hell. I mean, wow. Um, yes. And, and I have a, a rant built up already today. We're not even three minutes in, and I have one. Because I saw something this week, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess that's an opinion. It's not a good one, but it's an opinion. But there are people actually saying, and, and this is happening in our own fan group, that Suzuki and Danielson was no good. And they feel like Suzuki has lost a step. Um, I don't want to be fair. Suzuki is older, sure. And maybe he's not running at, I don't know, ultimate warrior speeds. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, but I think he can still run. Again, you do you and then I'll do me. Here's the thing with this matchup. Wait, what? Because I don't want to do you. Oh, wait. I'm so confused. (laughs) It's not that kind of show. <laughs> or is it? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Here's the problem I have with that comparison. First off, that's like saying Terry Funk, you know, when he won the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. You remember that night? That's where he put ECW on the freaking map. Um, that's like saying Terry Funk lost a step in 97. Or Bret Hart lost a step in 97. Or let's just keep going. Let's just let's, just, let's just play this out. Like Chris Jericho in 2019 lost a step. Look, I wasn't a big fan of Chris Jericho when AEW first started. Brian, you remember, I complained because he looked like he was out of shape. But what happened every single week after that? I, what would happen with that? We would have a five-star goddamn match because Chris Jericho is still insane. And granted, it, yes, he did look out of shape, but who cares? I don't care if you're fat. I care if you're able to perform. I care if the match makes sense. And I care if it looks good. Suzuki and Danielson had a hell of a matchup. They beat the piss out of each other. Yep. And it was one of the hardest hitting matches that I've seen at AEW to date. But, I mean, you just have to remember that style may not be for everybody. Hmm. May not be for everybody. Rob's going to be joining us here in just a moment. He's going to come in in the middle of all this. Can't wait to hear his side of this, too. And, you know, again, so this was, to me, very much a Suzuki style of match. Yes, definitely. It was uh, hit harder than normal. and Mm -hmm. um, But you can't, I mean... I would never have expected uh, Suzuki to come out and wrestle Danielson style of match. Exactly. Right. So let's work the style of the crafty veteran, and it's not necessarily for everybody. And you know, uh, opinions are what they are. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. A wise man once said, "Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, and they all stink." Listen, that's not that. I didn't say it quite like that. Well, I said a wise man, so let's not go too far. Are you insulting me? I don't know what you're talking about. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> We're joined by Rob Hefter. He's with us as well. Hey, Rob, welcome to the show. Quick question for you: How would you describe? The match between Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki. 
oh dear god. That's his first answer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Like, he didn't even have to take a second and think about it. He didn't do the whole Roman Reigns thing that he usually does. You say I usually do a Roman Reigns thing? No, no, no. Dude, when dude, I ask, like, how Roman Reigns... When I when I ask you what you thought of Roman Reigns' match, well, and you go... No, he said you're like Roman Reigns. Wait, what? Well, That's not just, what I said. You can just get the front front seat on the bus to hell. Oh, shit. <laughs> the front seat? Is that like the jump seat on an airplane where I'm the first one to die? I mean, I want to know. I'm curious. All of our airline passengers and friends are now upset. That's wrong with airlines. <laughs> it's when you bring that name in and expect me to say something. The only good Roman Reigns is the Roman Reigns on television. So, Well, see a punk like Layaki better anyway. Just thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I gotta say, Roman, um, I've, I've stuck up for you a lot along over the years. But uh, going after CM Punk, probably not the guy, <laughs> not the guy whose door you want to knock on. Maybe, maybe stick to like the Brooklyn Brawler and such. Otherwise, you you might find yourself on the receiving end of stuff you don't want. Yeah, a whole social media people going. CM Punk is the best ever. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, you're not. You know, the sad thing is he's right. I mean, he could kid about it, but he's right. Roman Roman doesn't right. have... Roman doesn't want that smoke. Isn't that what all the kids say? You don't want the smoke. <laughs> oh, you should need to stop. <laughs> what? I'm just, I'm just trying to relate. Relate to my fellow kid friends. <laughs> I'm just talking about my man CM Punk. <laughs> There ain't nothing wrong with CM Punk as long as his name is CM Stain. I mean, that's a damn good name. That's my next Twitter name right there. Boom, done. So, Rob, you said, oh, dear God. First thing I asked you about, how what did you think of the matchup? You said, oh, dear God. Talk to me about it. What, where, where did it – how'd that rank for you? What did you feel? Well, I mean, it's just that you said. It's not a match you're expecting to see, you know. It's not a – Brian Danielson match that we're we're used to, mm-hmm. and you kind of see it the weeks as he debuted in AEW and started going again when he was against Kenny Omega. You could see that this was going to be a different Brian Danielson that we're used to, right? You know? and this is just another one of those. Damn kid. <laughs> I would say that. The Danielson's performance um, up to this point has been next level, but then you get to his match with Suzuki, and then you find out that Danielson not only can can work in a very, very technical style, but he can fight because he had to fight <laughs> with Suzuki. He didn't have a choice. He got the snot knocked out of him every every chance he had. Suzuki's like, come here, buddy. Come here. Come on, buddy. Yeah, I get a little... I mean, Suzuki kind of... I wonder about that guy. If he's, like, all there. Oh, I'm sure he's all there. Uh, matter of fact, uh, let's, if he comes to the East Coast, we'll go take a trip and maybe you can ask him. Uh, no, yeah. no, because he'll do that stupid sneak-around sleeper that he does, and I... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> we'll be like, um, hey, Mr. Suzuki, 
This guy says that he doesn't think you're all that in a bag of chips. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that so one said that stuff you do on television doesn't look real. <laughs> I mean, just look at, uh, what, number five from the Dark Order? Mm-hmm. He got it. Uh, right in the bathroom. He got him for, yeah. So, dangerous. He's a dangerous guy. It's a little nasty, by the way. I mean, he hadn't even washed his hands or anything. You just choke him out. You don't want none of that. <laughs> it's hey, not very sanitary. Don't be clean hands. <laughs> That's right. He just drops to the floor. <laughs> oh, man. One day to get choked out, but then you realize, I got choked out with dirty hands. <laughs> I got choked out with pee-pee hands. There's pee all over my hands. Yeah, it's it's interesting though. Like, I guess because we haven't seen like Danielson at this speed since probably ROH. Oh, easily, yeah. In you Dragon know, Gate, yeah, yeah. What what a what a difference a federation makes. Mm-hmm. And if I was Vince McMahon, I'd be I'd I'd have probably jumped out a window by now. I mean, it's got to irritate him. I, we'll talk a little bit about the Friday night headline or, or showdown or whatever the hell we're going to call it, but I, I, it's got to irritate the hell out of him because every twist and turn that he feels like, ah, oh, this is going to be great. Like, he truly felt, and, and apparently some fans did too, that the contract signing going head-to-head with um, uh, Punk and um, uh, Matt Seidel was a good idea. And then later, the Bunny and uh, Ruby Soho. I, I'll identify this. I, I think all, all tributes should go to the Bunny, as she is our new tribal chief. You should give a shout-out to Chewie. The reason we, the reason we identify that is that when you look at that segment, the contract signing and the latter parts of CM Punk and and the Bunny against Ruby Soho, is that the ratings were actually in AEW's favor during that segment. Were they really? not in their AEW's favor? Well, here's the thing. like From a viewership standpoint, and I understand why some fans are saying this, WWE won. They did like uh, seven or 800,000. AEW did just over 557, 578, somewhere in that. And actually beat the previous week by like 17%. We'll put that out there. Um... But here's the thing, you put a contract signing of your two top guys in your company against, well, first off, I think it was a very special F you to try to, to, try to go at CM Punk, didn't work out, and then they tried to uh, finish it off with, you know, thinking that they'd have nothing else to come back with it, and it turns out that more people were interested in watching Ruby Soho and the Bunny than watching a Roman Reigns contract signing. Nobody cares about Roman Reigns. No, if it was me, I'd have let off with Suzuki and uh, Danielson. Yeah. I'd have let off. I'd have punched right in the mouth. <laughs> I feel like as soon as 10 o'clock strikes, I would have had a, the American Dragons music hitting. Mm-hmm. And and I would have been like, you know, F you, Vince. I know you're such a big, big Daniel Bryan fan, but guess what he can do when he actually wrestles? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd have let that match lead off. And then after I was done with that... 
after I was done with that, I would have followed it up with Punk and Seidel just to prove a point. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to kick somebody in the nuts, kick them swift in the nuts and be done with it. Don't just sit there. And and I will say, and I sent this to you guys. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. It wasn't a, a long snippet. It was about a minute and 30. But Eric Bischoff talks about how Tony Khan has been, uh, I wouldn't say aggressive, but saying how he's he's looking forward to the competition and how he's trying to do all of this. And in one way, he's he makes sense where he says, you know, hey, shut up and wrestle. I'm cool with that part. The other part of it, though, I'm not so sure that I would really dig that deep into Tony Khan because while he may feel that they're making mistakes, I mean, we all know what happens at the end of a day. The winner gets to make up how that story went, and WWE did beat Eric Bischoff, so maybe be a little bit more careful with his word choice. Sure, in 1996 you were winning, but we're in a different marketplace now. We're in a different fan base now, a very different fan base. Um, and a vastly yeah, different but, wrestling product. But, yeah, but the dynamics of the companies are different, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. literally, how does he expect, right? Or nobody should expect a company that's been around two years, mm-hmm. and the majority of that being COVID, right? Nobody should expect this company to to compete. Mm-hmm. But they have. They knocked NXT on a Wednesday. They knocked them so bad that USA was like, uh, redesign it. It's not working. We need a new product. Right? Because I'm sure USA had a hand in that. Oh, no, that was a, that was a Vince edict. Yes. However, USA is not going to put it on the air if they don't have a say in what's being put on the air. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. USA is very, very up to date on them getting wrecked. AEW has had numbers comparable with Raw lately. Now, <laughs> you know they're on Friday nights, and what do you do? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna run SmackDown over. So, or, or whatever, we're going to start, we're going to start the show a half hour early, I guess. But we're going to put it on YouTube. <laughs> Screw that. Put it on TV. Mm-hmm. Spank them. This competition this is Coke and Pepsi. This is Sony and Xbox. It, why shouldn't Tony Khan, right from Jump Street, say, I'm coming for you? And if the WWE is the best, suck it up. Put the best product out there. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. I think that Tony Khan should have been willing to just say, you know what, we don't need it on YouTube. Put it on TNT. How do we get the time? You know what I mean? I think I agree with you there. I wouldn't have did a buy-in. I'd have said, all right, fine. Here's what we're going to do. And I'd have, I'd, just like we talked about as far as the lineup. The other part of what I what I think would have been better would be, and I wouldn't do this every week, but I probably would start looking at making a move in the next two years. I wouldn't do it after or before that. But in the next two years, I would make a move for Monday. But after I've established something, and I probably wouldn't talk so much about competition until I absolutely have to. But that's only because I want to see the actual product expand and grow, not necessarily have to be pigeonholed into what some fans think or don't think. The problem with going head-to-head on the same night with SmackDown or Raw Mm -hmm is you're going to have split numbers. We're not talking 
in the 90s when there were 10 million Very fans watching. No, right? your core group is a lot smaller. You're right. Yes, there might be 1.5 million on a, on any given night, mm-hmm. or except for probably Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if they go head to head, the numbers may, I mean, there might only be 2 million. And then by the end of the night, you might only have one apiece. Mm-hmm. So while it hurts WWE, it also hurts AEW. I would not go head to head with them on the same night until both shows or the three main shows were pushing three, four, five million apiece. Bischoff mentioned some some mistakes that he felt like Tony Khan made outside of maybe how he structured his shows. You know, as far as like what match leads and what match closes. I got to be honest, and I'm not trying to be a homer for AEW, but I don't know of a lot of mistakes that Tony Khan has made. At least not off the top of my head. Not that I, not that I could really think of. Yeah, but again, these mistakes that you're being told about, mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff, sure, ran a company, was at the top of the mountain, ran it in the ground, Disco Inferno. You know, I say more, right? God, we love Disco. Yep. Yes, yes. <laughs> we love the, any chance we get to put the shovel to the Disco Inferno. <laughs> I, mean, I kind of think it's like that guy that we you, you you insisted on talking about for weeks. You know, you're giving press to Eric. Eric said this stuff mainly probably just to get the buzz and people going, oh, my God, he said that. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Because he was one of the first ones to sign in on All Out or All In or whatever that, you know, mm-hmm. be there for their meet and greet. So you can't tell me, and he's been on their programming. Multiple times. So, I mean, he's saying this to get the buy rates and the clicks of 83 weeks because probably 83 weeks is, you know, ratings are kind of slagging because, you know, there's only so much of I am so great or fish off people want to look to so, to me, out of all the detractors, the only one I would listen to would be Jim Cornette. Simply because I think that man knows more about wrestling than the rest of us combined. Is there is there parts of what Cornette has said that you would recommend AEW put into practice? No, I, I mean, AEW has to do what they're going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. However, if Cornette goes on a rant, uh, what was his? I'm trying to think of what what good one I heard not too long ago. Um, I don't know if if Cornette is the one who comes out and says, "Hey, uh, you should you shouldn't put this match first. Mm-hmm. This match should have been later. You should have put this first. Yada yada yada. Right." I may, and again, I'm just being general here, right? As mm-hmm. far as like Cornette and B- Bischoff, right? If Cornette says it, I would, uh, oh, well, maybe Cornette's got it, right? But think about WCW. How many times did they start to the show hot? As many times as they could, from what I can recall. I mean, right. as many times as they could. Seriously, like a lot. Right. So 
Bischoff's argument is null and void, <laughs> right? Because they did as much wacky stuff the the very first segment as AEW does. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it the, like the one finger pushover in the the first match of the night or something like that? I, I I'm I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was like an opening segment or something. Uh, I'd have to look. I, I think it was a main the, event segment, but I'm honestly not sure. But, you know, they do, they would do stupid stuff like that. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they're competing with the WWE, who in their own right would do stupid stuff the first opening. Segment. Yeah, to try to combat it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, that's, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not really saying that. Because I don't necessarily agree with Bischoff. I definitely don't agree with Disco Inferno. If there's one guy you don't need to listen to, it'd be a guy who is on the outside of the bubble looking in and never was on the inside. Period. Sorry. You said exactly. He was not a has-been. He was a never-was. Exactly. He never got there. He was a hanger-on for the NWO. He was a hanger-on for Rusev's... 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 Can't speak today. I get paid to speak for a living, and I don't do it well. Um, That's why I don't just, get paid much. Yeah, well, it's not easy flipping burgers, man. It's not. I'll tell you this: when you see these kind of comments come from a guy like Bischoff, you do pay attention because he he's got the name value, right? But at the end of the day, you have to look at what Tony Khan is putting together in a very short amount of time. There's not a wrestling company in the history of wrestling that has seen this kind of a growth or build-up that AEW's done. No other company has ever done it. Mm. Not this fast, not in almost three mm. years. Who? Who did it? Who did it? Uh, when did Hogan win the title? Uh, 80... Help me out, Rob, 83? 84. 84. And when, when did Vince take over? Junior? Mm-hmm. 82, 83, somewhere in that? And by, as like literally overnight, once Hogan won that title, the WWE took off. Okay. I mean, so, they, don't get me wrong. They were established, right? But it was different right. ownership under Senior than under Vince. Well, it was a different company. I mean, if you really well, look at it, in my opinion. Sure. However, they took off. They took off very fast. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not going to compare AEW to them. However, I, I, I'm not. I'm you know being no, an I don't AEW think you, I don't mark. Think I'm not. I'm not going to give them that prop though. No, I don't think you're you're comparing the two. By the way, I, I think what what I'm saying here though is more along the lines of we're in very very unmarked territory. Like you you can talk about it, and we could do it all day long. We do it every every Monday. We love to. But the truth of the matter is, this is all brand new territory. I can't think of a time like TNA wishes they would have had this kind of stroke that quickly. 2003, when they start doing the weekly pay-per-views, we're like, wow, this is kind of a cool product. They're doing some cool things. Imagine if they had been on TBS. Well, of course, TBS and TNT, I know it's a tough description or, or comparison, but soured on wrestling by that point. It took almost 21 years for them to say, all right, let's do it. That's a, I mean, it's a perfect storm situation, but at the same time, I feel like Bischoff saying that to Tony should be more of a warning than a chastising kind of moment. 
and I probably maybe I'm giving it too much press. Maybe Rob's right because at the end of the day, Khan is still out there. You know, he's he's the guy holding the bag and he's taking it on the chin, whether it's good or bad. Like he's the one. And so I think you have to look at it. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for somebody that's willing to say, you know what, screw it. I'll do it. Let's try it. It's not like anybody else is going to do it. Ring of Honor sure as hell ain't going to do it. Impact sure as hell ain't going to do it. And if, it, if it, in fact, Impact did do it, who's going to watch? 10,000 people on Twitch? No. You, you need something major. So that's why it irritates the shit out of me when I see people like some of our people in our chat that sit there and talk about, like, just, mm, it's boneheaded stuff. Like, I don't care about the demographic, and I really don't give a shit about the ratings. But I do care about the fact that the company is still less than four years old, is still doing something that, by by Brian's own commentary here, really hasn't been done since maybe, maybe and that's still a, a tough comparison, maybe 84. Man, you got to give them a little slack. They're still doing over 500,000 views on Rampage. They're still beating them, beating each week after week. And Dynamite typically stays over a million. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of in the camp of, you know, these, these ones that want to just point out how WWE won that. I don't think so. Not that I'm not a big fan of moral victory. But, <laughs> but I think in this situation, you might have to say, well, they looked the bully in the eye and they, they punched him in the mouth. Well, and you got to look at when people are saying, oh, well, so-and-so won that. Oh, so-and-so won that. Well, you can win any demographic when you make the shit up. I agree. You know, oh, well, you, you WWE won every demographic 18 to 26 and a half that was watching after 5 p.m. that, you know, lives in their mom's house. I mean... They can break these things down. It's just like anytime you see a, a survey or anything. Like if you ask the right questions, you'll get the right answer. Yeah. No, I'm inclined to agree with you on that too because it's pretty easy to skew. Numbers and what the and hell is Charlotte answers. wearing? You must be behind. Are you are you starting it from the beginning? I'm just starting it. Yeah. 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 I don't know, but she needs to perhaps consult somebody that is into fashion. Because I don't think she understands. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute made slushy is just one fifty nine. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. That kind of stuff just irritates the shit out of me. I mean, I and I was, Brian, you know, I was I was slow to to take on, yeah, let's just be all in for AEW. You were slow? You know, I'm talking about AEW. I'm not talking about everything. But I was slow to it. I wanted to say that a, that WWE was still kingpin and still going to reign supreme and all that. I, I don't deny that. I'm not afraid to say, hey, I thought that they were going to be the top forever. But sooner or later, there becomes this distinction. And, Brian, we talked about it before we went on the air. There's two different types of fans right now going into debate. There's pro wrestling fans 
that just want to see a damn good wrestling match. They could care less what company holds it. They just want to see good wrestling. Exactly. And then there's sports entertainment fans that want to see contract signings. I'm sorry. I'll take a, I'll take a match every day of the week. Right. Well, I'll take a good match every day of the week. I mean, uh, it does surprise me that Ruby Soho and the Bunny got that kind of interest because, no offense to either lady, but that wasn't their best outing. It certainly wasn't awful, but it wasn't their best. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't, maybe it was their best. I don't. Now now we're wondering on the philosophical. Ruby, was that really your best? Did you really try your best? (laughs) Look, I I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, these people came from a place where they were not used properly. Not used properly. And now they're on a platform where they can, you know, give back to what they do best. And... Uh, you know, I, I think what is people it that are catching on. I don't know. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. What do they do best? Rob, what do these ladies do best? What do these performers do best? Uh, don't feed into them, Rob. We'll do it. Let him answer his own question. <laughs> I don't know what he's know. looking for. What are you looking on the roster. I don't know. See? Well, it's not taking up space and catering, that's for sure. It's wrestling, by God. I mean, like I said, was it? did I think it was their best outing? I don't know. I, maybe not. But it damn sure drew in more people's attention than that of a, a Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar contract signing. Um, anything would, do it, would bring in more than that. Nobody wants to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And no offense, you really can't have a contract signing after you've already announced the match is going to happen. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that logic was missing from this WWE segment? That can't happen. I mean, you've been promoting it for months, and now you're like, oh, we're going to sign the contract. I mean, that's just like you saying, oh, well, you know, I got the job. I'm going to get the job. And then putting your name on the door before you even showed up to sign any papers. <laughs> now I got the job. It's official. Yeah. <laughs> now HR can figure out who the hell I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not a no holds barred interview. I don't care. There was a lot of talking on SmackDown Friday night. A lot of talking. There's always been a lot of talking. Well, I guess as of the last few years. I mean, at the end of the day, when there's like an hour and 15 minutes of talking and 45 minutes of wrestling, that's ridiculous. I guess it makes sense why they need three hours on Raw, because you got to give at least one hour to the talking. Yes. Actually, I think it's more. I think on average it's a lot more. I would be afraid to honestly see the statistic. I really would. Because part of me would be like, that's that's not right. You can't do that. That's an infomercial. That's not wrestling. Ugh, man. So before we get into it, because Brian, you had a cool 
topic for this week. I can't wait for us all to talk about it. Before we get into it, anybody want any want to inter- intervene or chime in with their thoughts on Friday Friday's head to head? I don't care. Oh, Rob says pro wrestling right. fan. See, pro wrestling yeah. fan. Damn right. Damn right. I completely agree. Uh, well, I mean, you asked what our thoughts of the head-to-head were, and I think, isn't that what we've been talking about for the last half hour? <laughs> oh, final thoughts, you know, just making sure that we've gotten our... Yeah, gotten but you didn't say final. Oh, okay. Let's Much like final, Jerry Springer, guys, thoughts? what are your final are you thoughts? For, are you looking for final thoughts or your final, final thoughts that we haven't been freaking talking about for the last 30 minutes? Mm, see, you done pissed them off now, big guy. I know, right? Damn. <laughs> Brian, what do I do? I don't know what you're to do. On your own. You're Help on your own, kid. Help me. Just hit mute like everybody else does in my life. Oh, oh. <laughs> that got dark quick. Jesus. <laughs> well, then, then let's. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. Let's get to the topic at hand. Brian, you brought up a great topic, and I'd like for you to share with our audience. What's our topic this week, buddy? What? What's our topic? <laughs> yes! You're killing me, Smalls. Oh, uh, so the topic is, is do people in red cars get less tickets than those in, say, a white car? Ooh, <laughs> do people in white cars get more tickets than people in red cars? No, in red cars <laughs> get more tickets than people in oh, white cars. Oh, it's the red cars getting less tickets than white. Got it, got it. Okay, yeah. right. I had it backwards. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> You know how bad uh, people off if we actually spent 20 minutes on I'm telling you, we talked about this before. I think it would have been absolutely fantastic if one of us started reading from a book and just read the book two hours. Pride and Prejudice, I think it was. I'm not doing that. You could read that. I'm not doing that. Four scores and seven years ago. Oh, jeez. Now we're going to get subscriptions from the history buffs. Stop it. <laughs> So I, I don't think we've – have we done this before, though? We've – I think we've ranked them a couple times over the years. I don't think we've ever just kind of riffed on it before. I think we've actually spent probably too much time trying to rank them as best and worst. Um, I want to say the last time we discussed it may have been in 19. Hmm. It's been a while. Hmm. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's uh, the best. Uh, I don't. I don't. I couldn't remember if we'd done it before or not. Uh, the best surprise. Um, that's taking place. So it could be a turn. It could be a Royal Rumble entry. It could be, um, you know, anything. The 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 Shockmaster. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not the worst, but the best. Uh, you know. So I mean, there's so many out there. Mm-hmm. Not ranking them, just you know, the ones that have kind of you keeping you in your mind. Hmm. The return surprise debuts. What? What, Rob? Can I say like? As a, as a fan, like like disappointments, does that count? No, 
Mm-mm. We're gonna oh. we, we're gonna stay up, but we're gonna stay positive. Positive. So, positive. Yep, positive. A heel positive. turn. Yeah, just anything that made you be like it, you know, an oh shit type moment. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you like, say heel turns, there's a ton of them. Yeah, yeah. So let me just get this one out the way, right? Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, Barbershop, right? You evil bastard. I know bastard. that's where you're going. You I know evil that's where you're son going. of a bitch. We're, we're taking that chess piece off the board, right? Son of a. So you don't get to talk around. about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you don't get to talk about it. Because that would have played out great on TV. <laughs> It might have, you know, he's a ladies man, you know, um, <laughs> but any, you know, any, anything like that, anything, right. A, a, a supposed injury, uh, you know, uh, heel turn, a return, uh, you know, a Royal rumble entry, whatever, just, uh, you know, something like that. An oh shit moment. Hmm. Something you were never expecting, you never saw coming. Something, and to this day, you have not forgotten about it. I will say one of my favorite, most recent Royal Rumble moments is when AJ Styles debuted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was because like it kind of been like... like talked about, but then like all of us, like you didn't see him at all, and then all of a sudden, Rumble night, you're like, bam, here we are. Yeah, it was like the crowd knew too. Like as soon as his music, just knew who he was. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's one of the things for me. I mean, uh, besides last year's, you know, or was it year before last, when Edge just blew the roof off a roofless stadium? No, oh, how two years ago maybe or three two. Too, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think you might be right. Damn I COVID. Can say, I can mm. say there, like, I don't think any of us saw it coming. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. I, I'd have hitched my wagon to, like, the Iron Sheik before. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the gimmick battle royal they had at WrestleMania years ago? Yeah. Like, the only reason he won is because they're like, we can't throw him out. Yeah, we can't can't handle it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, you know, that's that's a good one. I, you know, I would have never expected him. I don't think you could have given me, like, possible returns on a piece of paper. (laughs) And I, you know, I would have picked somebody else. I never would have. I never would have picked him. Yeah, with the with the injury he had, with all of the things that they did, I mean, just and plus he was he was he was moving on. He was in Hollywood doing TV shows. Like it, there was really no indication that that was even a, a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, it was like the last last thing you expected. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Well, there's that time. Nope, that's not a good one. I've got to think of a good one. And then there's the time where Hogan. Nope, that's not a good one. Um, um, Hogan turning on everyone. That one was insane. 
Nobody saw that coming. Not a single person. I don't care who says otherwise. Mm-hmm. Except Bobby. I mean, when you're like Hogan, Hogan, I'm like, well, I mean, Hogan did have one of the biggest words in the modern era. You know, like. Yeah. yeah. Bash at the Beach 96. Hulk Hogan comes out there. I mean, that I literally just said it. Like, Bobby Heenan is the only person that said, whose side is he on? And everybody, Tony Schiavone, Dusty Rhodes, what are you talking about? That's crazy. Right. Whose side would he be on? Oh, well, Bobby was probably the only one with the right to, you know, lay out of the show. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... I mean, think about it. Why Why would you tell the announcers? Right, right. Oh. Well, I, I even heard, have heard JR say, you know, no, it was Tony Schiavone saying that he did, he knew Sting was there. Nobody else did. Right. You know? And so everybody else's reaction was, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And if, if there's ever a moment you want the whole, you want the emotion to play out, I think it's Hogan turning. I mean, you can hear the emotion in Tony's voice, you know, after he drops that leg drop and Tony's just like, oh my God. <laughs> and he says, Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. <laughs> you go to hell and you die. Hey, he didn't say you die, but he did tell him to go to hell. I remember that, and I remember thinking to myself, there's no possible way that this no one ever tops this. No one was is ever going to touch this. Because that's, that's literally, like, Hogan was the the childhood hero for just millions of kids. I was a Hulkamaniac when I was a kid. I think Rob was a I Hulk was. Hogan fan. Um, Brian, you weren't so much, but Mike was. I mean, in our group, three-fourths, that's 75%. That's, I mean. Well, wait a second. Let me let me pull out the Steiner math calculator. <laughs> you gonna, see, you get three out of the four. My twenty-five, <laughs> and add it to my twenty-five, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, yeah. Hulkamania was the thing for so long, and then he goes to WCW, which honestly, I blew my mind. Um, because even though you know in the nineteen ninety-three ish time frame. You know, AOL and Prodigy, they have bulletin boards where you can start to get spoilers. You don't get news. So, like, there was no inkling that that was going to happen. No no possible hint. So, Hogan comes out there and drops a leg. All you had was maybe this is your best guess. Who's going to turn bad? Who's going to be the third guy? So, there were some people that thought it was going to be Undertaker or Shawn Michaels, both of which had heavy contracts keeping them from doing so, but... That was that was the rumor mill back then, and I only know that because of looking back, I don't know, past year as far as what the rumors were back then. Well, so to me, it's not like so. I think that is definitely one that has to be talked with, uh, talked about. But it's what comes next, mm-hmm. right? That 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 one moment really stands out you know the formation of the nwo the fact that it turns an entire company on its heels 
and I mean, we're just off to the races. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a point in time where we'll, we've never seen before, like 10, like legit 10, 12 million people watching Monday night, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, a lot of it can be attributed to that. Well, I also say that it's a, it was also the one of the best times as a wrestling fan because you didn't get the spoilers like you do now. You know what I mean? Like to legit watch something like that in this day and time, if it was today, like this shit would have been spoiled before it even happened. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody would have leaked something somewhere of like, oh, well, look. Uh, found this t-shirt in pre-printing, you know, and it's black and white, and it's Hogan. Like, what's up? You know, that was the legit fun part of that back in the day, was just you watched it to see what happened. It's like, you know, like when Brian said, when the Monday Night War started, there for the first, you know, what, two months? You would watch it. You would watch WCW because you knew somebody knew for the NWO was going to come out. And who was it going to be? Right, right. And you never what, knew. Right. What ex-WWE star was it going to be? You know? And then and I said two months because after a while they just started recycling, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Virgil and <laughs> Disco Inferno. <and laughs> Disco Fever. Buff is the stuff. Buff's heel turn was cool, though. I mean, I don't really think it was ever played to the extent it should have been. You know what I mean? Agreed. Because I think one of the problems the NWA suffered from, and this is just my opinion, not the opinion of Brian Stan, is the egos of the top three. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like with Hogan, Hall, and Nash, the rest mm-hmm. of them or kind of just along for the ride. Right. Not destined to do anything or not destined to do much because your 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 shine count outshine everybody else's. You know, Hogan was not going to be outshined by Holland Nash and Holland Nash wasn't going to be outshined by uh X-Pac or Six Pack or whatever the hell's name was. Um so again, just my opinion. Well, I mean, there, it's a it's a noted fact, and Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Eric Bischoff have all pointed to this. And Hulk Hogan was pissed that that Nash had won the title and was more over than him. So the one finger pushover comes from a Hulk Hogan creative control directive. That's where it came from, which really irritates the hell out of me now, especially when you think about. Yes, it was the wrong time to to end Goldberg's streak, but the honest to god truth was Kevin Nash was ridiculously over at that time, and even though it was the wrong time, having a rematch between Nash and Goldberg would have been so much smarter than to do Hogan and Nash in a one finger pushover. I mean, anything would be better than a one finger pushover. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we we've seen those creatives as we go through. It's like, oh, that's nope, that's stupid. You know, like, um, and, but then again, I think that at the time they were in that our shit doesn't stink mode. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we can do whatever we want because you're going to watch 
because we don't give a shit. And it was things like that that started turning the tide. That's true. Brian, what do you got, man? Big heel turn surprise, debut, return. You know, actually, I hadn't really thought about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> hey, guys, I got a topic idea. I got no idea what I'm going to say, but here's your topic. Yeah, and I, here's I'm your topic. Going, why, am I keep, why do I keep talking? <laughs> well, I mean, we can cut you off more if you want. All right, so, man, so this one right here, I mean, this literally, you know, so sends one through the stratosphere and dumps the other right on his head, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just, I mean, literally, I never saw this turn coming. And it's uh, Shawn Michaels turns on Martin Gennetti in the barbershop. You evil bastard. (laughs) You evil son of a bitch. <laughs> you people are so stupid. No, Brian. Brian. Oh, man. Even better. What's that? I got one even better, Brian. <laughs> it, was this, it was this time that I was watching wrestling as a fan that I just, my heart broke a little bit. Oh, no. No, I know what's coming. Stop you it. Know, my Tell heart me a lie. A little bit. Don't this, do it. You know, when Shawn Michaels kicked Barney Jannetty through that window. <laughs> and just... bitch. <laughs> I mean, you you never saw it coming, right? Nope. Neither did, did you Barney guys Gennetti. seriously not yep, think that was going to happen? So, like, you know, the, why would I? I mean, this is the tag team, right? That was. You know, you know, like so for me watching them in the AWA, right? The Midnight Rockers. But they were they were on top. You know, they they were huge. They were right. Although I don't think they never won the title in AWA, did they? Yes. Yeah, they did did towards the end of their run. Oh, okay. All right. So anyway, but (laughs) much like the end of their tag run in WWE, (laughs) literally. You know when you when you watch them in the AWA, they have this uh, this feud must have taken. I mean, this must have lasted like a whole year, right? With uh, who were the champs then? Rose and Summers. Rose and, no. was it, yeah, Rose and Summers, I believe. All right, so I, I I may be off on the name, but anyway, I mean, this thing went on for like a year, and these Midnight Rockers were true baby faces in every sense mm-hmm. of the word. I mean, they would get wrecked and bloodied and. Everything else, they come to WWE, they're over, they're popular, they're doing their thing, and then, you know, there's turmoil, but you don't think the turmoil is, you know, that bad that he's going to, you know, throw it all away. Well, also, at the time, they weren't on... The title in the title picture, you know, they were kind of just there. You know, we saw them having issues, but I agree. So if you, I mean, you didn't see it coming either. You listen. If there's one thing I know is when the Rockers split, you were crushed. That is a proven fact. It is in print. I cannot dispute that. If you folks are wondering at home, like, why the hell are they razzing him about this? Rob and Brian have known since the beginning of time. 
that I've been one of the biggest marks for the Rockers ever. And it truly did, as a wrestling fan, break my heart when they broke up. Because I was, I mean, there was no other team, in my opinion. They were the best. Right. And then when Janetti gets thrown through the plate glass window, it's still one of the best heel turn segments I've ever seen because it was so unexpected. I mean, you really didn't see it coming. I felt that Michaels was ultimately going to turn, but I never saw it coming in that segment. Especially when, since you let me talk about it, especially when they shook hands and hugged, like right in front of Brutus. Mm-hmm. And fucking Heenan, you know, he's like, oh, they need each other. One's no good without the other. And I'm like, that's that's so cool. My favorite team. They're actually st-. And then, boom. And that was the birth of Sweet Chin music, by the way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and again, look at uh, what comes after, right? So uh, yeah. this moment that is <laughs> endearing for some people. <laughs> And for others, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I, yeah. It launches, an, it launches a career. It, it sends wrestling down a different path, you know, that ultimately leads to the attitude there that leads mm-hmm. to a company on the, on the verge of, uh, you know, collapsing that's, you know, finally gets it together on the back of, you know, like this guy helps, you know, I'm not going to say it's all on him, but you know, this guy helps push it and, and get it on the right track again. I wish One his eyes days. would get on the right track. Oh, but. that's never <laughs> happening. Him and, and his team. Never... Oh God. I didn't see that until recently, Rob. How did you, when did you see that? His teeth? Yeah. That was not a pleasant sight. <laughs> Dude. It was like, it was, Probably a year ago when they had him, like, he was in the background of some of the pictures at NXT. Mm-hmm. And there was his hat on crooked, his eye crooked. And his, I'm like, like, you would think, like, come on, man. Like, Robert Gibson, Elbow, and Ricky. Look, look, I look better than that guy. Look. <laughs> at least I still got some of my heart. <laughs> the girls still love me. You see? You see, Ricky? <laughs> and Ricky Morton's on the other side going, we're over here, Robert. <laughs> No more autographs until I sell something. <laughs> <laughs> While he spits chicken all over your picture. <laughs> hey, buddy, let me tell you something. Oh, you man. see my ring? <laughs> um, we need to start doing a, an actual, like, fleshed-out what-if segment where we lay out a storyline and everything. Like, what if, for example, what if Marty Jannetty had turned on Shawn Michaels? Yeah, that's 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 not a good one. Well, it's it's an example. <laughs> it may not yeah, be a good, not a good one. That's you don't think Janetti could have did it? No. No? Okay. No. Something tells me that like when this occurred that Michaels was probably the lesser of the two evils. And you know, it you know, the 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 use of certain uh, things that apparently were going on back in the day. Something you mean H-bombs? <laughs> well, you know, whatever you want to call it, that, yeah. that Michaels was probably the lesser of the two evils. I mean, that you even sense. hear the stories about where they got kicked out the first time because mm-hmm. they were doing dumb stuff. So, they tore up the hotel or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
So the Midnight Rockers were infamous for what they would do in the <laughs> AWA days at hotels and trash in the hotel rooms. They get to the WWF at the time. They do the same bit. One of the road agents catches wind, sends it to Vince, cut him loose. They weren't in the company for a year at that point. Yep. Just like that. So the the actual story here between the b- behind the actual separation of the two is Marty was trying to negotiate a deal for WCW to get the Rockers to go to WCW. And he tells one of the agents who tells Vince that Sean's with him, that Sean and him both agree that if they can't pay him, and I want to say the number was something like 500000 apiece, which this is eighty nine ninety At that time, Hogan and Warrior and Savage are the only guys making that kind of money. So, and DiBiase. So anyhow, Michaels catches wind of it, tells Marty that's not what I said, and goes to Vince, like, the very next day. Hey, I know you heard from what Marty said, but this is what I'm doing. And literally, that was how the start of their separation became a thing. So in 1990, it's SummerSlam of 1990, where Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty take on Power and Glory, and Michaels gets, remember he gets beat up and just laid out before the match happens? That was yes. supposed to be the beginning of their fallout. They were supposed to do a Strike Force like breakup. Strike Force broke up. Oh, <laughs> Brian, how do I explain this? Um, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> arrogance, okay? Come on. <laughs> There's this guy, the model. He didn't really like what Tito did. So, anyway, yeah, but that was the story. Like, um, it, it always interested me as to why they did it because I always felt like there was so much more money left on the table with that team. Or there was. It just <laughs> You probably weren't getting it in the WWE. No. And I honestly, I think they would have they would have tanked in WCW. I think no. I think the Horsemen would have beat the shit out of them. I'm not I'm not nope. even playing. Nope. You don't think so? Nope. No, because they could have gone back to you know uh, something along the lines of like an AWA style. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not the Midnight Rockers. You definitely couldn't use the Rockers, but I mean they would have been parallel with the Rock and Roll Express. Eventually, wow. they would have been bad guys, right? Against the Rock and Roll Express. Against the Rock and Roll Express. And trust me when I tell you, if you built it up right, that would be the biggest tag team feud you had. Brian, how long have we known each other, buddy? Uh, Too long. Too long. Oh, thanks, Rob. <laughs> thanks, both of you. Over 30 years, right? Almost. Speak no. Yourself, Almost. 20, Almost 30. Almost. All right, 96. Yep. Rob, I think Rob is 96. I, you're probably 96, too. So in the entire time I've known you, I don't think I've ever heard you say that about the Rockers and potential WCW work. Yeah, but we've never my discussed it, blown. right? I don't like, think we've ever discussed it. I'm blown right the Rockers now, he's always harassed me about my love for the Rockers. Yeah, but they were money. They damn right? were. Doesn't, damn just because we said that they would, just because he said that they could succeed doesn't mean he's, he loves the Rockers. Yeah, I, I mean, that's money. Right, well, especially in the South. Mm-hmm. Agreed, because the Rockers versus the Rock and Roll Express would have been huge. Yeah, so so let me let me let me let me play this out for you, right? Because you threw the Horsemen in there, right? So we'll use the Horsemen, right? So the Rockers show up, right? They're baby faces right out the gate. They're they're you know 
but at the time, you know, eyes were straight and, you know, <laughs> they looked good and I long hair and good, good bods and, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, cause there's only room in WCW for, you know, one guy with a bad eye, but anyway, so they're good guys, right? They're faces, right? Mm-hmm. We can all admit that, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the correct thing to do, right? The rock and roll express, right? They're faces. You, you would never turn them heel, right? They're so similar, right? Yeah, the story almost writes itself, right? About six months in, the Rock, uh, Rock and Roll Express of the Rockers, one of the two, gets in a feud with the Horsemen over right. the tag titles, right? Right. Well, it's four on two, right? So what's the logical thing to do? Uh, bring out the other team. Bam. You're not talking like uh, tag team matches. You're talking eight-man matches, six-man matches, whatever. Ultimately, it's going to go to war games, <laughs> right? Ooh. How am I going to well, so back then, yes, because he was better at selling than Marty. Absolutely, he'd get his ass kicked. That's true. Well, yeah, but so somebody's going to get their butt kicked, whether right. it's. <laughs> but at the end, after the horsemen win and leave the other four just decimated, or five, I guess, because this would be war games, so there'd be ten, <clears throat> right? The rockers stand up. They've had enough of this shit, and they literally dump the Rock and Roll Express on their heads, right? Because <clears throat> there was absolutely no bigger tag team in the South than the Rock and Roll Express, right? So you have you have the 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 uh, 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 um, comparable tag team in the Rockers that are a straight ripoff of the Rock and Roll Express. In in the minds of the the WCW, right? I don't know, you know, God knows who came first. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're talking WCW in the South, all right? Right. And I, I want you to think about this. <laughs> no, no, no Stan understands the logic because he's yeah. not wrong. I mean, back <laughs> in the day, you had it's just like demolition in LOD. You had people that were hardcore rock and roll fans, rock and roll express fans. And then some people were like, ah, they're ripping off the Rockers, and vice versa. Same with LOD and Demolition. So I definitely get the reference. I would say I would say Rock and Roll Express was around before the Rockers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no question there. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, again, so, I mean, literally, the Rock and Roll Express were probably just as big as the Horsemen, right? Dusty, Magnum, the Rock and Roll Express – I mean, they were they were all superstars, and if you had you have the rockers who come in, they look the part, they play the part, and all of a sudden there's a hint of jealousy that nobody sees coming, and they drop the Rock and Roll Express on their heads. You could have run that feud for a year, and it would have made money in every city it went, and you could have put it on Starcade for the final match. And the buy rates would have been huge. Mm. So there's your what if. Yeah. And that's why what if segments are awesome. Because that was cool. I was like closing my eyes. I was envisioning it. I was like, yeah. That would have been. He was, no. Seriously. He was buying the t-shirt. I was. Yeah. However, you know, in the end, the Rock and Roll Express are going to get the titles from the Rockers in the cage. Oh, well, uh, you know, we can only hope a place like Charlotte 
creative control, you know. They didn't have creative control. I don't think that's what the Shawn Michaels character would do, brother. (laughs) They were just better. No, you know what? I think what would have happened there is you're absolutely right. I think the the Rockers would have – because that's how you pay off that story. You don't pay that off the other way. That's a good point. Um, hmm. Damn. I, you know what? It's probably smarter that you let in with that, with uh, Shawn Michaels' turn, because that's pretty damn smart. I probably wouldn't have did it justice. Well done. Um, well, we wouldn't have believed you if you'd done it. Probably yeah. true. Probably true. Would have been like, oh, here we go again. Uh, how about... Mm. I got one for you. Go for it. Fire away. Sergeant Slaughter brooding on Iraq instead of the U.S. Mr. America, like Mr. USA Army, like he was a legit G.I. Joe. Right. Goes Cobra in front of our eyes. Ooh, I like how you word that. He went Cobra. (laughs) <laughs> I I actually remember being like, wait, isn't he supposed to be a a, a good guy? Are we supposed to like like Sergeant Slaughter? I remember being really really confused when he showed up and he was talking about Saddam Hussein giving him the gift of the boots with the curved up toe and everything. Like, I wonder if like, I mean. You know a wrestler is going to do a gimmick to do a gimmick. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how much that hurt him. You know, like, like, I know they did the story where, you know, his wife needed to have security at the house. And they had to have, you know, she had to move for a short amount of time because people would, like, drive by the house and stuff. But, like, how did he feel? You know, like, what was his first reaction to, like, was he like, oh, hell yeah, it's a payday? Or was he like, whoa, you know, this could ruin me forever? You know? It had to Just been, you have to be like of two minds about that as a, as a wrestler, right? So, like you said, like there's, wow, this is going to be a big payday because the payoff is with Hogan and, you know, Hogan's the main guy. Plus, he gets to the, the ultimate heat builder of, you know, taking the title off of another ma- massively popular star. Um, Who was that? Uh, well, he, he takes the title off the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, I thought you said massive star. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn, that was wow. savage, brother. Ooh, yeah. Damn. Right between the eyes. God. <laughs> Don't hold Rolling back, Rob. Song, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? How you feel? Jeez. <laughs> Whew. Uh, okay. Somebody's yeah, got to take the other side of it. You know what I mean? I mean, how about him burning the flag on superstars? Yeah. I mean, that couldn't have sat well with him at first. Did he do? I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's possible I missed that. You remember those interview segments Gene would do on the small stage? Yeah, yeah. So he did one where he had uh, General Adnan with him. It was just, it was before the Rumble, but it was before he won the title. 
and he's talking about you know how great Saddam Hussein is and how the U.S. of A. have turned their back on him and how Americans make him sick and all of a sudden he's got this trash can out in front of him and he takes the American flag and he throws it. He does the whole hock bit and then he lights it on fire. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I might have watched it. I don't know. I forgot. Intense stuff yeah. for something that was airing like right after Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. You see, I so like I think I would have been all in for the title victory. I don't know if I could have done that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I could have done that one. <laughs> Especially at the height, you know, like we were yeah. in Iraq or Afghanistan at the you know Kuwait. Yeah. It's like. But, I mean, that's back when Vince is like, oh, yeah, we don't want to push the envelope. Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I might have been like, uh, Shiki, baby, why don't you take care of this segment for me? Yeah. Well, I mean, part of the reason that this that this happens is because of the, one, the, the, the still huge popularity of Hulk Hogan, but also the fact that they, at this point, couldn't trust the Ultimate Warrior. They felt like he was not a, a commodity anymore that they could rely on because he wasn't drawing. Yeah, but I never, I, I can, I never have understood how you tell what butt is in what seat to see who. Uh, I think what they ultimately did, and, and this is probably why Hogan gets so much, so much of a hard time now versus back then, because they probably measured it off of, well, there's 20,000 tickets sold. Way to go, Hulkster. You know what I mean? Instead of way to go team because we all brought them in. Because we all know that Jake Roberts was massively over Mm -hmm. at that time. So was Randy Savage. So was the Ultimate Warrior. So was Demolition. So was The Rocker. So was Andre. So was, I mean, there's a huge list. But, I mean, you're talking about a company that still to this day, when we went to the John Paul Jones Arena, Mm -hmm. remember they announced right before the thing, they said, John Cena is not performing tonight as he was originally scheduled. If you are not happy, please see the Ticketmaster, and they'll refund up to a price of a match and a half. Yep. So, I mean, like, somehow they're doing the research, like, oh, yeah, match and a half is worth John Cena's time. You know? like There's only three matches on the card, but... <laughs> yeah, but, so, I, I mean, even that one, though... I don't remember the crowd shrinking. Nobody cared. Yeah. No, they didn't. They didn't give a damn. The only thing we cared about was we did not want to see a diva's dance off. Well, I mean, during that, see, that was 2014. So that's Daniel Bryan on the rise. We came to see Daniel Bryan. Was he there? Off. Yeah, it was Daniel Bryan in the main event against Kane. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the height of the yes movement. Who gave a shit about John Cena showing up during the yes movement? Except for the yeah, fact that I, he should have turned again when he lost to Bray Wyatt. Oh my god, he should have turned. Oh god. Especially towards the his while his while his popularity was waning and they were, you know, booing mm-hmm. him just to boo him. Right, right. As soon as you caught light of that, you should have said, "Yep, time to turn him. Yep. Do it." Oh, I'll give I'll give you a reason to boo me. <laughs> right, right. Oh, oh, you like this guy? You're a CM Punk fan now? Great, great. Watch what I do to CM Punk this week. 
<laughs> F you off the stage. You know, that would have been money. But instead, they had, yeah. you know, CM Punk job to Triple H because that was money. What do I know? I'm just a wrestling fan. Hey, let's get rid of the negativity. I mean, you know, we're here to talk about surprises, right? That's right. That's right. Big surprise. How about this? No, I don't, know don't how much bring it up. I don't know how well they advertised it beforehand, but I was hugely surprised when the British Bulldog showed up on WCW. Yeah, so you thought I was going a different direction. I didn't. I surprised you. Ha! Surprise! No, no. Me and Rob will take care of CM Punk. <laughs> yep. What, you're talking we about got AEW and the pipe bomb. Suck it, yep. man. That's the highlight of his career. Ooh, ooh, and you ooh. left it on the table. Social media right now is social media right now is boiling over. There's fans right now just I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him. They can't say that. See a punk is God. Ah. You have fun with the uh, the British Bulldog. Yeah. We'll just listen. I felt like see the see a punk. You see, he got me. I felt like the British Bulldog in WCW honestly was a surprise, and I felt like. He was one of those guys that was going to always be a WWF guy. So when he went, showed up and was suddenly teaming with Sting and everything, I was like, what the Because he, he had just beaten Bret Hart not too long before that. And then lost it, of course, to Shawn Michaels. I will say the look he had in WCW was probably one of his best looks that he had in his later career. Certainly the best shape that he had ever been in. Mm-hmm. I always like the British Bulldog. I just wish he had stayed healthy. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I think uh, tag team British Bulldog was probably the best shape he's ever in. You don't think the European run? Oh, his European title though run, he was in great shape. Like he was like. I always thought it was stone. a crap way to like him to lose it to Shawn Michaels was crap. What, the European title? Yes. Uh, I still, to this day, even a big Shawn Michaels fan, don't understand half of the stuff they did with that build-up. I mean, like, the whole point of the European title was to defend it in uh, Europe. Right. Because they're expanding the territory. Just like the NXT UK title and all that stuff, you know? Like, or the Global Force Universal title, whatever the hell that thing was that Jeff Jarrett carried around. Um (laughs) You did not say global force. <laughs> you know, like, but when Shawn Michaels won it, and then it just kind of didn't do anything for a while until they retired it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I don't know. It just kind of lost its luster. Like, I felt like finally in his run, that was one of the first times his single in his single run that, British Bulldog was getting the payoff. And then to have him lose it by getting his foot stuck in the ramp was dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, with not to speak ill of the dead, we know that the British Bulldog did have issues with substance abuse. We know that. But I think that was part of the reason that he never really got off the ground as a main eventer. And the sad thing is, at that time, in 1992, early 93, Bulldog was, at least physically, in the best condition of his life and wrestling out of his mind. 
matches against Sid, matches against Vader. Um, and I honestly think that would have been a perfect opportunity to make him the champ. But there again, I have no idea what would have caused uh, WCW at that time to not give him that shot, to not put him over. Oh, I could give you one, two names, two words. Paul Hogan. Wait, are we talking about the British Bulldog? Mm-hmm. Not 92-93. Yeah, I was going to say, not 92-93. Hogan doesn't get there to 94. Unless it's a flare know. call. Who booked Who booked WCW during 92 and 93, Brian? Was that Heard? Uh, yeah, that might be towards the tail end of Jim Heard. Bischoff was Bischoff was involved, but I don't think he was officially taking over at that point. I think they were well, still trading it off. Do you think it was because they they viewed him because at the time WCW didn't have many characters, you know? Yeah, very true. You had you had wrestlers mm-hmm. and British Bulldog coming in as British Bulldog could have been constructed as character, not wrestlers. Does that make sense? Like, you had Sting, you know, but that was it. You know, he was the only one that you were allowed that was allowed to have face paint, mm-hmm. except every other other night when Flair bled. But, um, I don't know. It's a question. Why don't you call Eric and ask him? Well, Easy e and I don't necessarily talk. Just saying. Why don't you call Cornette and ask him? He don't like me. Actually, I should take that back. Any conversation I had with Jim Cornette was actually really nice. Hey, we were, I've never had we a bad together. experience with Jim Cornette. No, no. As I, I was just about to say, like when we were in Charlotte, we all talked to Jim Cornette. He was super nice, willing to take time. And he would talk to you for as long as you wanted. He didn't care. And that was the coolest Signed part. autographs without buying anything. Took pictures without buying yep. anything. Yep, yep, Everybody else is like, that'll be 150 bucks. Brian, Let me you... tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Goddamn cowboy <laughs> shit. Goddamn cowboy shit. I don't. I hope you don't win the title, Adam. That's right. I hope you don't. <laughs> How did I end up with this T-shirt? <laughs> been bamboozled. <laughs> Brian, did you have a memory of Bulldog in the, in WCW? Mm-mm. No. Wow. Didn't stick out at all. Okay. No. I mean, but again, you're talking, Jesus Christ, 30 years? No, I'm not talking about Jesus. That's a lot further back. 30 years. <laughs> you better know him. <laughs> so, I mean, I I mean, I, I don't No, There's nothing that stood out of his run in WCW that I remember. Clearly not. Clearly not. So hit me with uh, your next one. Whoever's next. Let's see. I just went. So uh, is it Rob's turn? Sure. Okay. Rob muted himself. I guess he didn't want to. Brian, it's your turn. Oh. How is it my turn? I've given like so many examples. All right, Brian, it's well, your turn. I Damn. Did, I, I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't know this was a contest. I'm no, so I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Uh, let's go with uh, the return of CM Punk. How about that? 
I'm clapping too. Yeah. Woo. Uh, we're not gonna waste our time on that one. Use both hands, Dan. Use both hands. <laughs> oh, oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> one hand's got the lube. <laughs> well, before he he returned, let's talk about the pipe bomb. Something that doesn't happen very often. Pipe bombs. That's very true, especially back in that time. I don't need. So if we're going to. I mean, we hit the pipe bomb. Why not? So I don't know if I've ever seen anybody even close. I don't ever remember anybody breaking the fourth wall. Hmm. Like, I mean, I think I've probably seen that before, but like you, Stan, Stan's talked about this before. With CM Punk, it just feels like he's talking right to you. Mm-hmm. He's it, weird. It's weird. Punk has a way of identifying his audience quickly and knowing what buttons to push really fast. But during the pipe bomb, he kind of changes that whole dynamic because. He starts off in in what I thought was a very traditional style bad guy promo, heel promo. And then while he gets sitting Indian style right up there at the top of the ramp, he just transforms it. And all of a sudden, it's him talking to everybody at home. Screw John Cena. (laughs) It's where's my cups? Where's my ice cream bars? Where's my posters? I mean, he covered so much and it went viral. It went viral. It was on ESPN. Dude, it was on uh, headline news. It was on all sorts of outlets. Sorry, distracted. You're fine. Uh, yeah, but this, that that one was weird. And when I say weird, I mean like again, it felt like he was talking right to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, I was somehow in that important that CM Punk is talking to me. It was weird. It was, For me, it was very weird. There's not very <sighs> many promos that will pull you in to where you're like, wow, is this is this supposed to be happening right now? It's like, is, is, do they know what Am he's I doing? Am I supposed to see this? Right, yeah, exactly. Like... Because, like, at the, at the beginning of it, you're like, okay, cool, it's a bad guy promo. And then all of a sudden, like I said, he's he's sitting Indian style, and the next thing you know, you're like, wait, what? Did he just say Colt Cabana? It's like when you're sitting around people and they start arguing, you know? Yes. You know, you're kind of like, am I, do I need to leave? Like, am I supposed <laughs> to be here? Like, hello? I hate it when Mommy and Daddy fight. Damn it, I rode with them and I can't leave. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> he's my ride. It When he mentions Ring of Honor... It was the first, like, oh, damn. And then he says, hey, Cole Cabana, how you doing? You're like, oh, damn. And he's like, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You're like, oh, shit. And it's like he just kept going right after another, after another. Like, you really, it was a lot of things to cover all at once. Yeah, it was, I mean, I think it, it, it should stand the test of time. And it's, it's just not something you ever expected. Do we see another pipe bomb esque promo on an AEW stage? I don't think you could have a pipe bomb promo anymore with the way social media and today today's market is. Okay. 
Honestly, I don't feel like, I mean, as open as AEW is and has been, I don't see where a pipe bomb promo would be like, holy shit. You know, like it would have been back in the day. You know, um, I feel like, and it's just me talking, uh, but I just feel like with the way social media is and now how AEW has been open with the, oh, this promotion, that promotion, and you've, and they've said it on TV, you know? Oh, well, you were at catering, you know? Mm-hmm. Those kind of things, those comments, I kind of feel like, I don't know. That's my opinion. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, well said, Rob. Well said. Brian, what do you think? Do we see another pipe bomb promo? If not AEW, maybe WWE? You actually think he would go to the WWE? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, Rob makes a really good point. In this day and age of social media and how easily accessible information is and how off the cuff pretty much every promo seems nowadays, it, it would be really hard to pull it off. I don't know. But how many times on social media do you hear about a promo? Mm. I'll tell you before what. Before it happens. Before it happens? Uh, only when people were like, I can't wait to see what the acclaim says. Well, I mean, I say like the, the contents of a promo, you know, mm-hmm. like if a wrestler is not happy when we were like, like Matt Hardy was doing when he was not happy with what WWE was doing to him, mm-hmm. you know, and he kept saying he did the countdown of, oh, I'll be on the Indies in, you know, three months or I'll be this in a couple months. And the next thing you know, well, I've been extended another year, you know, like, um, whoops. <laughs> right. I feel like I almost kind of feel like Brian said it or, or you said it. I feel like to get to pump some life back into the E, it would almost have to be a pipe bomb type interview with somebody that you wouldn't expect. You know, like an AJ Styles or Nakamura coming down or Kevin Owens just coming down going, you know what? Please. You know, because I mean, obviously, Roman Reigns couldn't do one because he ain't been nowhere. Well, plus he's never had to struggle. I mean, right. in, in, in WWE, let's not, I'm not making fun of the guy's cancer. Okay. Just being clear. Sorry. But I just think, like, the ones who have been somewhere that have been sitting around that kind of, like, fed up with, like, all right, the crap that I've been doing, you know, it could be a legit promo. So. I don't know if there's a guy in WWE that – maybe AJ Styles. I hadn't thought of that. Um but I feel like they tried that with Kevin Owens with his thing with Shane McMahon. And it just seemed, to me, it just felt like it fell flat. No, it felt flat because of who it was recognized, you know? Because you know at the end it was working towards a gimmick with Shane McMahon, which none of us need to see. You know, I'm going to save my family's honor. Nobody cares about your family's honor, Shane. <laughs> 
That's a fair point. You have no honor. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair statement. <laughs> I don't know about that. You even took the ring out of honor. Ooh. Ouch! Uh, I think we found our pipe bomb. Rob's, Rob's, uh, wow. You want to say hi to uh, Cole Cabana while you're at it? Hi, Cole. What's up? What's up? Sup, Cole? Sup? You know where to call me, man. Oh, shit. Brian, it's official. He's head of the AEW. Rob Hefner's all elite. I've always been elite. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I'm making one of those title cards for you. Rob Hefner is officially all elite. Yeah, I, I don't know, guys. Is there a guy that could could pull off a pipe bomb? I mean, obviously CM Punk, but I don't see any reason for him to do one now. Unless he does like a reverse pipe bomb where he does like a heel thing. Can he do a reverse pipe bomb? I think he, I mean, I, I think you're wasting too much time on a dream. It's not happening today. Dream, he had his moment. Possible dream. <laughs> he had his moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had his five minutes. It's passe. Yeah, yeah, geez. <laughs> he's irrelevant right now. Yeah, who cares about CM Punk now? He's only having some of the best matches of his life. Uh, That's cool. He's going to cool. be He's gonna be back to sitting at Comic-Con, signing autographs of that photo of him sitting on the stage in Indians, uh, crisscross applesauce. <laughs> You know, he better be careful because if he does that too many more times, he's not going to be able to stand back up. H catches up with it all. Just saying. Hey, you got to give the man credit that when he came back, he came back. That he did. That he did. He's, uh, he's wrestling some of the best matches of his career. I'm, I'm still psyched. I want to see what he does next. What's next in the surprise category? You talked about his – well, you didn't talk about his return. You said he didn't want to. You said the pipe bomb. So do you have another one, Brian? No, I'm done talking about CM Punk. <laughs> I didn't say CM Punk moment. <laughs> this is why I did. This is why I didn't want you to talk about Shawn Michaels. You just go on and on, and I get sick and you know. <laughs> Deep down, you know that you're an HBK fan. You're an HBK fan. You love Shawn Michaels. No. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was ever a moment in time. Maybe the original DX. Were you like Shawn Michaels? Yeah. Even that, Just no, they don't were say, so, no, don't bullshit They were so me. over the top. They nope. were so funny. You didn't like it back then either. You liked Triple H. You liked everybody else. But when it came to Shawn Michaels, you always, you always chastised me and always threw the uh, Bret Hart references in there. So did, yeah, but it's because it's you, dummy. Just like now. Coward. Coward. You're the coward. You're the At coward. My guy can see straight. Oh yeah? Well your guy can't remember yesterday's dinner. Yeah? You wanna you wanna you wanna go down to the dungeon and put that to the test? His lips are turning blue because he can't remember how to get out of the cold. Yeah, yeah. Probably so, only uh, has feeling on yeah. the one side of his face. I would say maybe when it was uh Triple H, Sean, China, and Rick. I mean, the antics were so funny. You couldn't help but like the guy. I feel like people, you couldn't help but at least find them funny during that time. 
If nothing else, you had to at least find them funny. I mean, that's what I just said. Hurt. That's why we don't. <laughs> that's why we don't want you to talk about CM Punk and Shawn Michaels. You get all. Now get you're all. just repeating us. Yeah. You're repeating yourself. You're repeating yourself. I bet there's uh, one person out of all of our listeners gets that reference. All right, so let's. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, let's go with. Road Warriors turning on Dusty. Mm. Taking the spike. Putting it in his eyeball. That was a nasty turn. Like, god damn, what? Why? That was nasty. But I, I, I don't... I don't recall what may have led up to it. But I, I can clearly... Yeah, I don't know if there was either. I think they just did it. Um, They're just like, hey, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Look what we can do. Uh, yeah, that was that was one I was I don't think I was ever expecting. And weren't they in the middle of it, like a six, uh, the six man? Uh, that was back when they were in the six man matches all to get all the time together. Because they were the champs. Were they champs when that happened? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah it was uh, LA oh. Road Warriors and Dusty. And it was, I think it was during a title defense where they turned on Dusty. And just nope. jabbed it was TBS. Yeah, it was on TBS. That's the type of stuff they did back then. Bam, free TV. We're going to have the Road Warriors turn on you. Yeah. Yep, it was vacated in 1988. So July 9th, 1988, the Road Warriors and Dusty win the titles from Flair, Blanchard, and Arn Anderson to become the uh, the undisputed six-man tag champs. And then it's vacated three months, three and a half months later because the Road Warriors just said, screw you, Dusty, we don't like you anymore. We're not playing. We're taking our belt and leaving. Take this, take this spike to the end. Die, Dusty, die. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, I I seriously don't recall if there was any buildup. But, I mean, for something like that just to happen. Or an explanation. Yeah, being, being a young, younger wrestling fan, I was traumatic. I was a little traumatic. So, I was shocked. I was like, what? And then I was like, you rip his eyeball out. You get that dirty dust rose. You can Don't go let his eyeball sit here. You can go to WWE.com and find this video of where Dusty is doing a promo. He's in a big white shirt, collared shirt, just bright white so just waiting for the road warrior he gets to the ring he's like antagonizing to come to the ring and he should have known better as soon as he got in the ring like this isn't gonna end well the joy of wrestling though you never see the you never apparently see the swerve come i remember watching the 
what was the WCW tape that I started watching before I really started following them? It was like the best of Starcade or something like that. It was a two-hour tape. And I remember they showed Dusty just getting mauled. And, and, and it's Hawk who just beats the hell out of him until Animal finally catches him, blindsides him. But you see him unscrewing the spike from the shoulder pads, just like stretching out that whole segment. I'm like, damn, how far deep are they screwed in? Like, I guess they were like pretty solid steel spikes, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they were legit steel spikes. And the fact that you saw it go in his head, it wasn't like, we're just going to sit here and act like it. You saw that thing sitting in that forehead. Mm-hmm. You know? And them, them moving it around, like, and you're going, oh, ew, ew. Good yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was, that was, like, for a turn, I mean, I don't, you just didn't see it coming. I mean, that wouldn't punch you right out of left field. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I know, for, like, moments in wrestling, again, TBS. When the four horsemen took Ricky Morton's face on the concrete mm. and smeared in the back in the locker room when he was fighting, going against Ric Flair, and Tully and Iron did what they do, and they beat him down and then rubbed his face on the linoleum floor. I was like, because <laughs> you could see the blood smearing as they're wiping, rubbing his face. <laughs> Oh, I think the 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 other one was just as bad too. I think it's Flair coming off the top rope on that on the the hockey mask oh, that he yeah. was wearing, and you can just see the nose explode inside. <laughs> Did you, know, you ever see the one where the horseman followed Dusty and got him in the parking lot and tied his arm to the like the truck? They and slammed the door. Yeah. 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 They break his arm in the middle of the parking lot. That's yeah. back, like, you know. Back when wrestling started us for life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, the WCW or NWA, uh, I, I guess back then it would have been more NWA, even though it was technically WCW. Um, they did a lot of crazy stuff. You had the... Um, where they, uh, who did they drag? Was it Cornette? Where they tied him to the back of the truck and drug him out of the arena? Uh, yeah. The law, uh, who was it? The the Dusty and Magnum when they were the masked cowboys. What was it? Long, uh, Midnight uh, Riders. Yeah, Midnight yeah. Riders. Yeah. I mean, you had. I mean, you had that. Oh man, they they used to. I wouldn't say every show, but probably once a week, they they were pushing the envelope or something. I always like the, you know, because you know they had the interview side. I always liked how small that arena was. The fact that like they could be one minute in the interview ring and then they could beat somebody, throw them in the ring, where it spills out of the ring into the interview area, you know. And as a kid, I was always like, yes, they're going to destroy the set. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to destroy expensive equipment. <laughs> yeah. 
back when Roddy Piper went off and destroyed the flower shop, you know, like trash it. That was a that was a face turn that I didn't did not see coming. Was Piper turning into a good guy? I don't think Piper saw it either. He spent so long just going after Hulk Hogan and, and beating up the good guys and smashing Jimmy Snook over the head with a coconut that <laughs> WrestleMania Yeah, WrestleMania three comes along and all of a sudden you're like, Wait, what the hell? Suddenly everybody loves Piper. It's like, wow. I guess it speaks volumes for how over Adonis was, you know, as as a, mm-hmm. as a bad guy. Well, so I won't take none away from him, but I bet you if you go back and watch some of Piper's matches, even as a bad guy, he was probably getting cheered, mm-hmm. depending on who his opponent was. Right? Of course, back then he's not getting cheered for wrestling Hogan. If that happened today, he would get Hogan would get booed. Right. You know, <laughs> anytime he was in there with Piper, but I bet you if you go back and and there were there were there were probably cheers for Piper back then. Um, and if you, I mean his popularity probably was only rivaled by Hogan's. Oh yeah, especially back in uh, the first WrestleMania era. Well, I mean, so, if you look at the Rock and Wrestling, who was the main villain in the the cartoon? Yeah, it was Piper. It was Piper and uh... Piper. Wow, he really Piper was, was it. Yeah, Piper was it. So, which again is is baffling that he didn't get that world title, especially during that time. Yeah, I think it, I think it suffered from the some of the you know Vince was kind of like oh my god look what we've done mm-hmm. and Hogan to you know I think they legit were scared to take the belt off of Hogan for any length of time because they were afraid the momentum would shift and they would lose what they've got. Yeah, but see once again if you if you injure them. And you put them on the shelf six, seven months. And along by the time people start forgetting about them, that music hits, right? And you know what's coming. I, I, I mean, I think you would maybe lose a little momentum, but I think in the long run, you still could have pulled it off somehow. And oh, probably Hogan would have been higher, bigger. I agree with that's you. That's possible. I just think- I just think that at the time they were like, yeah. I mean, because nobody, NWA, WCW was really the only ones that played the whole, all right, Flair got Flair lost it, and now we'll give it back to Flair, you know? Mm-hmm. But also, I don't I feel like at that time, WWE wasn't at, WCW and NWA wasn't on the same level as WWE at the time, main, mainstream. Because they crossed that rock and wrestling onto that mainstream main stage, and it was like, uh oh. But I would have loved to have seen a, a Piper run. I think it'd have been fun. He'd have been an amazing chase, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a lot could a lot could be same. The same could be said for uh, Jake Roberts. If you remember, Jake Roberts has a a segment of the what do they call it? The snake 
the snake pit mm-hmm. where he DDTs Hogan and DDTs Steamboat and different segments, and he gets more okay. cheers and more crowd reaction than Hogan. That would have been amazing. I agree. Those two right there never got their their fair shake, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Jake Roberts was scared of snakes. <laughs> I was in an interview. I was like, are you serious? Man, what a, what a good top. Brian picking a winner this week. Nice job, dude. Good topic. All these cool things and conversations. We didn't even really scratch the surface of all the different surprises and stuff we really could have talked about. Mm-hmm. It's another one to, to revisit, just like when we get to the end of this season of Dark Side of the Ring. I actually missed the Luna Vachon episode, so I know Ooh. I didn't check that out. Was it good? Rob, did you watch it? No. Ooh. Yeah. I, so it's not, I don't think it's the best that they've done. Mm-hmm. I don't think it stacks up with some of the best, but it was pretty it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, pull that up, hopefully off of uh, Vice instead of YouTube, so I don't even have to hear that stupid music. Uh, let's see. So we got uh, just a little bit left to go here. Hey, what would you guys think of DC Fandom? Did you catch any of that? Mm-hmm. A little. Not too much. Rob, what is Try to think that is a no from Rob. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's a whole lot of quiet. Okay, well, um, moving on. Um, uh, okay. Everybody have a good night. Bye. <laughs> I'm not going to get into uh, a whole lot else. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's I think see. a topic we should have sometime is the. What could have been? Mm. Oh, you mean like a what if segment? Not like a what if, but like what could have been like if certain wrestlers would have gotten the push. You know, where fate kind of intervened in certain one, certain one of them, you know, I guess a what if. Never mind, I'll shut up. No, 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 Rob, you hit the nail. It's not a what if segment, right? What could have happened? More of a what could have been. You guys are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lot of you bastards and assholes. <laughs> well, why do you think we hang with you? I don't it know. makes us look like <laughs> we're super geniuses. Yeah. It makes oh, us wow. look like upstanding gentlemen. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I can't help you with that. Nothing will ever put you there. <laughs> Yes, it will. Hanging with you does it fine. Thank you. I know what we could close with. What did you guys think of the ladder match with Adam Page coming back, and now he's got his shot. He's going to challenge Kenny Omega at full gear in November. I mean. Where he gets the belt. Is that, you think that, is that really what's going to happen? Or do you think maybe they stretch it even further and let Kenny Omega lose it to somebody else? I think he they've had their little build up and that's it's gonna be that. Wow. Okay. Case so in point. Case in point, it's a it's a certainty for Rob that 
Adam Page comes away AEW World Champion. Brian, did they stretch this further, you think? Mm, uh, again, I, I think it's the, the bookend, the, the, the end of the chapter. Chapter one is him getting a title. Uh, I mean, you, you have to, you, you can't wait but so long. Mm-hmm. Um, he got quite the pop when he came back. To me, the time's right. It doesn't hurt Kenny. Um, it, it gives you the opportunity to see if Paige is a bona fide superstar. So why not take the chance? Well, plus, if you don't take advantage of the opportunity now, if you let him lose this this time, I mean, are people really going to buy into the next time? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's you know, it, it, to, now is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So, for me, anyway. I'm because curious. you have... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you have so many others that are right behind him. Mm-hmm. And he'll get eventually lost in that shuffle. Well, I also think that you've built up enough other storylines and other sub-stories with Adam Page that if he does lose it or does win it, there's other ways to have him lose it. You know, he could forget it. You know, like... I am curious. I, the, the belt was here. Where, where did it go? How or who, who rather, would be his first feud outside of his match with Kenny? Well, I mean, it would be whoever won the, the Eliminator. Yeah. And there ain't but like two names on this. If yeah. You look at it. <laughs> I noticed that the Eliminator tournament bracket seemed a little uh, light to me and one's on each side of the bracket so so it seems like they're building to the obvious which i mean the tournament itself i'm sure will still be good but wait is mjf on it uh let me pull up the brackets here i don't remember let's see i mean can you not see mjf playing those mind games he played with him doing the same shit he did to uh, Chris Jericho to at to Adam Page to where Adam Page forgets he's the champ, you know, and MJF's like, you know, you made me the champ. I did, you know. Like... <laughs> I mean, I feel like with with what they're doing right now with this build up, with how everything has been going, um, I, I feel like you you have to go forward with pulling the trigger on Adam page. But the question of who his feuds are like where he goes from there, how long he holds it. I mean, to me, it feels like his could be one of those situations where we get somebody to finally get the payoff. He finally wins. And then they take the belt off of him after a few months, or maybe it's just because I'm a jaded, you know, former WWE bobblehead. No, I don't think you're jaded. I think that's probably what's going to happen anyway. Right. So what you probably, what you forget is, um, when he went out, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm sure it was changed at that point in time. Um, you know, because I think originally they were supposed to have a match or something. Then the, 
the match gets put on the line and, you know, then he goes out to have a family, right? So, to me, if it plays out where, um, you know, he doesn't have to leave for family things, I think he probably wins it a few months ago. Which would then extended his little um, title run by, you know, a couple months. Mm-hmm. But now that he's back, uh, you know, you can't really help it. But I'm sure there's somebody else probably inked to win it in January or February. I mean, one way or the other, I think Omega loses in the next two pay-per-views. Real quick with the uh, brackets we've got on so, on the left side, we got 10 taking on John Moxley in the first round. Orange Cassidy against Powerhouse Hobbs. On the other side, Dustin Rhodes against Brian Danielson. That match should be really good. Lance Archer against Eddie Kingston. That'll be a great brawl. Um, it really feels to me like this build is for Danielson against Moxley. Mm-hmm. But aren't there more matches? That's just this week, right? There should be another set of four. One, two, three. Because I think it's four on each side. No, that's the complete bracket. Four on each side. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was bouncing back and forth. So, 10, Moxley, Cassidy, and Hobbs is on the left side. And then on the right side of the bracket is Dustin, Danielson, Archer, and Eddie Kingston. And then there should be two more for each side. That's all I see. Let me look it up and just verify. World title eliminator. Brackets. Oh. Nope, that's the true that's the complete bracket. The complete tournament. Eight guys. Seems light for an eliminator tournament. Wasn't the last time sixteen? I thought there were more, yeah. Yeah, maybe they're trying to do a faster build. Maybe they're trying to get it to uh revolution. Makes sense. Well, should be interesting. We got our first rounds, uh, first first round match coming up this week on Rampage with Orange Cassidy against Powerhouse Hobbs, and on the other side of that, we've got on Dynamite Danielson and Dustin Rhodes and Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston this coming Saturday. Ah, shoot, dude, Dynamite's gonna be amazing. Uh, TBS Championship Tournament bracket should be revealed also this coming Friday on Rampage. Yeah, damn it feels good to be a gangster. Uh, all righty. Well, that'll do it for us here. Another edition of Corner to Corner. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefter C2C and Brian over at Black yeah. Dragoon C2C and me at Stan Grub everywhere. C2C radio show for the Twitter bot for the show. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, we'll see you right here. Have a great week and great night, everybody. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.